My name is Blythe Brunleaf, and this is The Guys Girl Show. Bob Radlow is the team president to the brand new sports franchise here in Jacksonville, Florida called the Jacksonville Icemen. Now, this is a team that has moved from Evansville, Indiana down to Jacksonville, Florida to the Sunshine State. And I had a chance to talk with him about what it's like to move a franchise from one city across the country, completely different weather, completely different terms, but the same league and in a town that has had hockey since 1967, I believe. Uh, anyways, we get back into the story here in the interview, and you can catch the full story after this interview is done in the latest edition of Void Magazine. That's the sports issue. Pick it up anywhere across the first coast. If you don't have a copy of it and you want to see a copy of it, I'll be sure to send one along to you. But here is my chat with the team president of Jacksonville's newest sports franchise, Bob Arablo. But tell me a little okay. bit about yourself. Are, are you are, are you based out of Jacksonville now? Um, well, I'm here most of the time now, yeah. Um, I still, my main house uh, is still in Orlando. And uh, and we'll we'll be up there at some point soon. So, um, but ever since we made the announcement, um, things have uh, really been busy. And and uh, and the goal is to to grab the business as you can and and uh, and focus on that. Oh, I, I, absolutely! I can imagine you guys are yeah. are, are definitely have a, a lot more things than a typical off season uh, pr- preparation wise. I, I can only imagine what you guys have workload wise yeah it's not i mean i I went through this in orlando we had we uh, i was the part of the group that led the the um solar bears coming back to orlando so so i've been through it uh been through a startup a couple of times but now in syracuse as well and um you know so you, you get it down uh but the but but what's different here has been the 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 reaction by by the fans uh but honestly i mean we're we're um, a little over fourteen hundred season tickets already, and and um, uh, you know we were we were planning on, on fifteen hundred by the time the start, season started, and we still have almost three months. So oh, wow. you know that's been that's been that's been an awesome response. Yeah, definitely. Hockey goes way. I'm sure you know this, but we have a long history with, with hockey here in Jacksonville. Yeah. So I'm I'm personally very excited for for hockey to be back here in in Jacksonville. Um, just to give you sort of a, a, a background on me, I, I was involved in the hockey world about ten years ago for a handful of years, and then I settled back down in Jacksonville. Uh, there's a local magazine. Where was that? Uh, about 10 years ago, um, I was involved with the SPHL. Um, so whenever they were in town, I grew up being a Lizard Kings fan and all that, but um, oh. involved with the SPHL mostly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but then moved back to Jacksonville, uh, got a gig with Void Magazine, which is who I'm doing the story for today or for the, mm-hmm. or their upcoming sports issue. Every year that they annually, they have a sports issue where they cover all of the pro sports in town. So the Jaguars, the shrimp, um, and now that will include you guys. So when they approach oh, me great, about, great. yeah. So when they approach me about doing a sports issue, I was like, I have to do a story on the Iceman. It's just going to be so good. <laughs> so I'm super, super passionate yeah, it, about this. It, it, it really, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I've, I've studied the market for, for, and, and as we're putting this together, 
for a good year and a half, I think almost two years actually. And, um, and, and, you know, one of the things I saw, I went to Sharks games. I went to, uh, well, at that time there were the Suns games, um, Armada, um, you know, and, and just saw the enthusiasm that people had here for their sports teams. And, and, uh, and then, you know, obviously we studied the, the, the migration, uh, into Jacksonville and where it was coming from. And a lot of it was coming from the Northeast and, and from the upper Midwest. And those are primary hockey markets. So, so I think, uh, I think we, um, seems as though we've hit the nail on the head here and, and, uh, and really chose uh, a market that, uh, quite honestly, I, I, as I get into it, I couldn't believe uh, um, didn't have a hockey team in it. Uh, so you know, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we beat anyone else to it. <laughs> well, well, speaking of bringing a, a franchise to the city of Jackson, how do you move a franchise from one city to another? Is, is anything kept from the old city, if anything, or is it sort of like you're starting fresh? Um, we're started, we're we're pretty much starting fresh. Um, we wanted to bring the name down. The Iceman the Iceman had a good run in Evansville. Um, the only thing that uh, uh, the only reason the team isn't there is because um, the the city and and the and and our um, our partner um, uh, Ron Gary couldn't reach an agreement on a lease renewal, and you know they were going to get a lease that was going to put them. In the probably the top two or three most expensive leases in the league, in one of the smallest markets. So, so I had been working on Jacksonville before that, and um, and uh, when Ron heard the the plans for Jacksonville, he said, "Why don't we Why don't we combine efforts and uh, and um, you know uh, here we are today." So, um, so you know, in terms of they didn't play this past season. So when he suspended the teams to, to give us time to set up here, um, he, um, <clears throat> you know, they didn't keep any players or, or coach or anything. So it's, it's almost like buying a, a, an expansion team from the league. The nice thing about this league is that everybody pretty much rebuilds themselves every year. Um, you know, the players either move up or, or move out or, you know, um, very few teams have more than four or five guys left. Uh, on a year-to-year basis, so so we're really not starting behind eight ball as far as that goes. Um, also, I, in learning, you know, uh, from experience and stuff, I wanted to get obviously the most important uh, position we have is is our coach and and the guy who runs the hockey operations, and uh, we were fortunate enough to to be able to pick up um, um, uh, just uh, Jason. Um, and, and Jason Christie and, and Jason's the winningest coach in ECHL history. So he's built teams every year. <laughs> um, and for, uh, out of his uh, 14 seasons coaching, he's made the playoffs 11. So, wow. uh, so we figured, we figured we, we might be a little bit behind the eight ball, but bringing a guy in like that, that uh, players around the league know and, and want to play for and, and, uh, and uh, NHL partners know and, and want to be with, um, you know, that uh, that any 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 behind the eight ball we all we were, we would we would catch up with uh, bringing somebody in with that experience and that reputation. So so walk me through the process of of building your coaches. Does it really just all start with the head coach and then he builds his team of of assistants and a you know equipment manager and and then starts the, bringing in the scouting department? 
Yeah, the on ice team is uh, is headed by by Jason, who's our VP of hockey operations and coach. Um, you know, we don't we don't have a big staff on that side. Um, he'll bring in one or two assistant coaches who he's working on now, um, and and then the trainer is usually supplied by the local hospital, and we're working on those deals now. Um, and and then the equipment manager, yeah, that'll be somebody that he either knows or or you know um, somebody he knows knows <laughs> um, will come in and, and, and build the equipment uh, equipment program. Uh, so, so it's really a, a three or four person operation. The the, uh, the hockey side of things here in this league, uh, we don't really have scouts. Um, Jason brings with him an incredible relationship with the Winnipeg Jets. He's worked with them the past nine years, um, and the Manitoba Moose, their AHL team, which is the same company. Um, so, what we'll what we'll do is is um, you know. Uh, their scouts will be on the look for players for us, but um, but most of the guys that that Jason uh, will sign will be guys that he either knows or knows of just by being in the league for so long. Um, you know, so so in terms of scouting, uh, there's very little bit of scouting done in this league, and most of that is is dependent upon the relationship you have with your NHL team. So you know, they have big scouting departments, so they're out looking at games all year long. At every level, when it comes to actually building the roster, are are do, do you guys just use I, I I don't want to call it like a funnel system, but essentially, you know, the the guys that essentially don't make the NHL or the AHL, are you are you taking those guys, or are you is there going to be some kind of an expansion draft or a, a supplemental draft to to replace an entire roster, essentially? Yeah, there's not there's not an expansion draft in this league. Um, uh, you know, and again, like I said, most of the rosters turn over pretty good every year. Uh, our players will be, will come from several different sources. We'll get anywhere from four to six players from, from Winnipeg, um, that'll be under contract to the Jets or, or the Moose. And, um, those guys will be here under, under loan agreements. Um, then, then the rest of the team, um, becomes, becomes finding, um, players that, that have either played with Jason before and became free agents. Uh, most guys in this league sign don't sign. There's very few guys that sign more than a one-year contract. Um, you know, so once those players become available, they played for teams last year. Uh, most of them become, uh, if they haven't gotten an offer from that team that they've accepted, they become free agents on, uh, um, well, in a few days, July 31st. Um, and, uh, and he'll he'll take some guys from there, and then there's the young prospects, um, guys that have played in college or juniors, uh, and um, you know may not have been signed by an NHL club yet, um, uh, but are looking to, to for their first job in the in, in the professional ranks. And and again through a network of of relationships he has with coaches in the juniors, as well as coaches in the um, uh, college, and and agents. Uh, these guys all get agents. Um, you know, there's an, an incredible network of agents that will send um, that will send uh, uh, players his way um, to look at. So, so we'll have um, we'll have plenty of, uh, of of choice when it comes to players. And again, hiring someone with his reputation who has had many guys go up from you know that he's coached, uh, or when they've sent players down, they've gotten better because of his coaching. That helps. 
and and it sounds like J- the the hiring of of Jason was a, a very crucial one for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Why was he the man to lead the ship out of all the other candidates interviewed? Well, we looked at we looked at several things. One is you can't deny his record. I mean, he's he's again the winning. He last year he passed the mark for the winningest coach in ECHL history. He's dedicated to this league. He loves building teams um, uh, because you really, as a coach in this league, you're not only um, coaching, but you're building the team. Um, where in the American Hockey League, you're getting your team from the NHL. Almost all your players have the contract to the NHL. So here you've got, as a coach, you've got, it's almost like being a college coach. Hmm. You're recruiting and you're coaching all at the same time. And he likes that challenge a lot. So that was that was the first thing, the, the success he's had. Uh, the second was his relationships with several NHL teams, uh, namely the, the the top one being the Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know, so uh, so I think those are the two key reasons. And the third was just his his uh, the types of team he he's built in the past. Um, you know, if you look at the Ontario Reign, which which is where he was for for four seasons and and had a lot of success, they led the league in in goals. They led the league in wins. And they led the league in penalty minutes. So you know, nice. so we want a we want a we want a very exciting team for fans to watch that scores a lot of goals, and you know can can mix it up and uh, as well. So you know, um, th- those are the kinds of teams that uh, that sell tickets. Uh, I wasn't looking for a coach to come in here and be the best defensive team in the league. Um, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to us to be able to win. Uh, in a very explosive fashion, and that's what we—that's what we're building here. Absolutely. So, so how soon will you guys start signing your players? Do do, do they funnel through the um, affiliated teams, or or, or will they start? We're, we're um, coming to camp yeah, soon. The, the guys, the guys we're getting from Winnipeg, we won't know who they are until they get to Winnipeg's camp. Um, usually, by the second week of camp, they'll send guys. Um, they'll send a bunch of guys to the American League and then and then guys to us as well. So we won't know who they are until right before our camp opens, which will be October 2nd. Um, and uh, and the rest of the guys will start signing within the next, uh, well, uh, maybe as early as next week. Um, you know, um, what you try to do is you sign guys um, a little bit later in the summer uh, because those guys, the, the best, players that are available um, become available July 31st um, and and also um, may wait a little while because they want to see if they can get an American Hockey League deal and then if they find out they're not going to get an American Hockey League deal they'll, they'll you know they'll, they'll, they'll start looking at the ECHL so those are the better players um, so the later you sign the players uh, usually um, you know the, the, well, the pool is not as big the talent is, is gets gets uh, much more intense. So one advantage that the Icemen already have is that they have an affiliation with with the Jets and the Moose. Can you explain mm-hmm. why these affiliations are so important to the Icemen? Yeah, it's it's funny because you know everybody wanted us to sign with you know one of the Florida teams, the, the Tampa or Florida. Um, and, um, you know, A, at least Tampa was, was already, uh, booked, um, from past arrangements. But B, we really wanted to, to bring in our coach and let him make that decision. Um, again, he's worked with Winnipeg for nine years now. He's made the playoffs seven of those nine years. Um, 
and they trust him, he trusts them. Um, so, you know, like any business, uh, when you build a relationship with somebody, um, you know, that there's, that's an edge for you. The second thing about Winnipeg is that the, I think it was the hockey news, um, uh, and, and it's relatively accepted in Canada that they're probably one of the top three teams in terms of young talent in their system. Um, uh, they, they're consistently ranked as having the best drafts over the last two or three years um, in the NHL. And, and for us, that's important. Um, NHL drafts players at such a young age that if a guy got drafted three years ago, he probably went back to juniors uh, or, or went to college. Hmm. And now he's starting to get ready to play pro. So, so those guys that, that they send us uh, are guys that probably were drafted two or three years ago. And, um, and we have to look at what, what talent came out of those drafts, um, you know, in their system. Um, and, uh, and Winnipeg's got some great talent uh, coming out. Um, you know, what they do in Winnipeg is, is obviously we want to see them win. But what's more important to us is what's in their system. From talking with with other players in, in the past, I've learned that the, the the sort of independent player is a vast their their playing style is so vastly different from a college player. Can can you sort of walk me through of how the the I guess your scouting department or the 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 higher up leagues their scouting department sort of alleviates that uh, initial hesitation for a college guy over somebody who's played in juniors or or an independent player. Yeah, um, there's, there's, I, I don't think there's as big of a difference between junior and college as there used to be. Um, junior kids are always tougher, and college kids, you know, you can't fight in college. You can't, you can't, you know. So, but, um, but, uh, but um, the days of of kids fighting and getting into the NHL just because they can fight that those days are pretty much over now. So I don't, I don't think there's as big of a difference as there used to be. Hmm. Um, um, you know, among the, uh, between the two kids, uh, the junior kids play more games, uh, than they do at college level. Um, but again, there's been some great college players coming out of this league and stuff. So it's, it's really not, uh, as big of a difference as everyone thinks it is. It's, it's really, a, and I know Jason and I have had these conversations is that, um, it's really what's the kid about? Hmm. Um, you know, is he coming, is he coming with, uh, uh, you know, thing in his head that, he wants to. He wants to do his best, and he wants to play hard every night, and he wants to. He wants to move up. Um, you know, and that's that's the key is finding those guys that are hungry, that come to the ECHL, that work hard, and you know, maybe a year or two, maybe not even that long. Um, you know, gets to move to the next level and then to the NHL level. So, those are the kinds of kids that you're looking for, whether they're playing college or juniors. Can you tell me a little bit about why the ownership group was so passionate about getting hockey back to Jacksonville, especially considering the history of, of, of past franchises? I, I could argue that the Barracudas were, you know, given the short end of the stick, but other franchises haven't mm-hmm. lasted as, as long as we'd like, as hockey fans would would, would like. Yeah, by, by I, you know what? It's, it's a couple of things. One is... Um, you know, when we approached the SMG and the city about bringing hockey back here, you know, they made it clear from the beginning that uh, that they w- would love to see uh, us bring the, the hockey and the 36 states to the sports complex, but they also wanted to make sure that it was going to be a win-win situation. 
and that the city wasn't going to incur any costs, uh, additional costs or anything like that. So we were able to work out a lease deal that we think both sides think is a very fair, fair deal and gives and gives us an opportunity to be successful. I don't know if the Barracudas had that back then. Um, from what I understand, their no, they, they, they didn't. And, yeah. I know Jills and I have talked about it a few times, but... Um, you know, so, so really we, we had to find, uh, you know, one of our big, biggest expenses is leasing the building. And, and so we had to find a deal that we, we could be comfortable with, uh, firstly. Secondly, it was just, we, so we took a look at the growth and the continuing growth of the city and see that, you know, people are coming here, they're moving here, they're, they're not, they're not retiring here, they're moving down here to work and, and, uh, and, and a lot of those people are coming from hockey hotbeds, um, which, again, seven or eight years ago wasn't necessarily here. Um, you know, so we, we um, you know, uh, we, we really were encouraged by that. Um, and and we just, you know, I, I was in Orlando for a while working, uh, you know, on part owner of Solar Bears. And I always, and my daughter actually lives here. And, uh Every time I came out to visit her, I just wondered why why there was no hockey here, and um, uh, and then started a project to to bring hockey here, and, and here we are. Well, on that that like, similar two note, days away from opening. <laughs> oh, we're we're definitely excited. But you you also said in an interview that there are two types of people: hockey fans and future hockey fans. How hmm? do you plan on attracting those future hockey fans in Jacksonville? We we um. We we are creating entertainment. Um, when, when someone comes to one of our games, if they're not a hockey fan, they're still going to have a good time. Um, you know, we're, we're between the various promotions we're working on right now and the in-arena game presentation, uh, that building has lots of bells and whistles that we're going to be able to use um, and, and make sure that everyone that comes has a good time and enjoys themselves. Um, and And... You know, in my opinion, there's no better sport to watch in person than, than professional hockey. So when you've got all that going on, and then the hockey game itself, you know, we just want people to leave that building and say, "Wow, I've, you know, I'm hooked. I, I, I've got to come back." And that's 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 our job. That's what we have to do. And and um, we did it well in other non-traditional markets I've been in, in, in Orlando. Uh, I did it in Phoenix with the old Roadrunners. Um, you know where people just came in and they said, wow, that was a lot of fun. The ticket prices are reasonable. Um, you know, let's, let's go do this on a regular basis as a family. Um, and that's what we'll be doing. So, so we're going to have two types of people in the arena. We'll have those that are hockey fans and then those that will become hockey fans. Well, well speaking of your... Or at the very least, ice fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, well, speaking of those, the other franchises in the other cities that you've helped to build, what learning experiences are you bringing from those cities to ensure that the Jacksonville franchise will will last for years to come? Uh, several things. One is, you know, we want it to be well funded. We, you know, if you go to any go into any business and you expect um, you expect to to make huge profits right off the bat, then then you're 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 probably not living in reality um you've got to build a business and 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 that's what you know that's what we'll do here and building the iceman brand and the name and the fans and and everything else so that's one so we we definitely wouldn't have done this if we were not funded well um to sustain some losses 
Um, now we're ahead in most of our numbers, so <laughs> so the investors are happy. But uh, but that that's the first thing. And the second thing is you've got to look at it as um, you know, uh, as I said before, most of our fans will have the, the those who are thrilled because we're bringing hockey back, and then we'll have the other half in the arena that uh, that that may be coming for the first time and and you know, it's not. Uh, doesn't know hockey real well, but they have to have a good time, and especially their kids have to have a good time. Yes, um, and and that's what we'll be doing. You know, if you if you if you bring and I, I'm a dad. You know, my daughter's grown now, but but I know if we brought Liz to an event or or something when she was younger, and we loved it, but she didn't like it, we wouldn't go back because we don't want to be miserable for two and a half hours. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, so we'll do a lot of different things, uh, much like much like uh, much like the Jumbo Shrimp have done, you know, since uh, since uh, they've taken over. Um, uh, Ken Babby's taken over that team. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great night out, and uh, and people are going to have a lot of fun. Is there is there any correlation to to working with the other minor league teams in in town? Are you guys going to be maybe doing? Uh, I, I remember back in back in the day with the Barracudas, there would sometimes be like a two for one, like go to the Suns game during the day and then come over to the arena and 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 watch the Barracudas. Are you guys planning on doing anything like that? Yeah, with actually, the other teams? we've actually had some great uh, conversations. Ken Bally's become a friend of mine now, and, and uh, he's also a hockey fan too. Nice. That helps, but. Uh, but you know, so we'll we'll do some stuff with the shrimp. We're trying to figure out what all that means. Um, we'll we'll coordinate. We'll do some we'll do some promotions. Also, we, we've had conversations with Jeff with the Sharks, and um, uh, and then and then uh, and then we'll we'll probably end up doing some promotions with the Jags as well. Uh, I used to work with a lot of people who are at the Jags now. Um, we all work together at the Florida Panthers, and um, and then finally. Uh, Robert Palmer is someone I know very well, and he just bought the Armada, so I'm going to give him a chance to breathe, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then talk to him about how we can work together. You know, it's listen. It, it, the the better sports town that Jacksonville becomes, the better it is for all of us. Absolutely. And it's not it's not going to be uncommon to see someone at a Sharks game or or you know any of the other teams. And also see them at Iceman games, um, you know, and the same thing for our fans that go to those other teams as well. So, you know, um, we're all in the same, we're all in the same market, and uh, and I love working with the other teams in the market because uh, um, we want to build Jacksonville, continue to build it into a great sports town. And and finally, for fans that are new to hockey or haven't paid much attention since the Barracudas, what are some interesting notes about the upcoming season that they should be aware of? Well, you know, opening nights October fourteenth, and we're going to have a lot of surprises at, at opening night. Um, we we also are jumping on the bandwagon for the Florida Georgia game. Um, we play that Thursday prior to the Florida Georgia game, and we're playing Atlanta, uh, so it's Florida Georgia on ice. Nice. Um, we're, we're also going to have, uh, we'll be wearing, uh, blue and orange jerseys, uh, Gator colors, um, uh, you know, show our support for the Gators and the Atlanta fans can wear whatever they want. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll be, we'll be marketing to all those people that are in their RVs and saying, Hey, how about a fun night out? Watch Florida, Georgia on ice. And then we're we're also going to have a uh, Florida versus Georgia um, 
uh, a college hockey game right after our game that same night. So, um, you know, so those kinds of things, those kinds of fun promotions we'll be doing. Faith and Family Nights, we'll, we'll, we'll do in a Marvel night. Um, uh, you know, just uh, every night's going to be something a little different. That's incredible. Well, I, I, I have, I mean, you answered more than enough on all of my questions. Is there right. anything that I, I should have asked but didn't ask? Uh, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I think that the key really is, is uh, just to let people know that, um, and I say this all the time, is that, you know, that uh, if you've never seen hockey live and never been to a live hockey game, um, you know, you got to check this out because, um, I guarantee that uh, the people are going to have fun. Uh, it's going to be something that they they're, they're just going to say, "Wow, I can't I can't believe I waited this long." You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning do an incredible job at, um, at, at, at they've done an incredible job at creating Lightning slash hockey fans. And that same atmosphere they have at their game, minus the live electric the live uh, electric lightning bolts that we, we can't do in this arena. Um, you know, we want to create that same atmosphere. I just, I grew up in New York. I went to Ranger games and there was nothing like going to New York Ranger games. It was so much better than going to any of the other teams in New York because the atmosphere was just so, so electrifying. And, um, and Tampa's created that in their arena, um, better than most NHL teams I've seen. And, uh, uh, Nashville did it this year in the playoffs as well. Um, and that's what we want to do here. You know, um, the only difference between us and them is that we have affordable ticket prices. Yes. <laughs> and that goes a long way here in Jacksonville. Well, well, well Bob, I, I really appreciate you you joining me for, for this interview. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Guys Girl Show, where I, like Brumley, take you along my journey developing websites by day and creating content by night. Stalk me some more on social media at Guys Girl or at Blythe Brum on most platforms. I'd love to hear your feedback on what I should be covering, what I shouldn't be covering, what you love, what you hate. And if you're feeling a little frisky, support the Guys Girl audio experience by dropping a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps a small but growing company like Guys Girl reach a bigger audience. So if you dig the content I give you, share it with your friends and your family. Drop us a little rating on iTunes. Love you. Appreciate you. And I'll see you next time.